the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time once again for another look into God's infallible book as we welcome you to another broadcast of the Riches of Grace. This program is the radio voice of Grace School of the Bible and is brought to you by Christian people who believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. At the heart of our ministry is the desire to help you appreciate and rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program The Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, President of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. Thank you, Alex, and my friend, we're certainly glad to be on the air again today with the wonderful message of the wonderful grace of God, and we're glad that you've joined us. What a joy it is to be able to turn to the, the, the pages of the Scripture and to allow the Spirit of God to teach us through, through His Word. We're going to return today to the topic that we began last week, uh, looking at about, about some things that, that you need to know uh, that Paul uh, flags for you in his epistles by this little expression, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Uh, I say jokingly that ignorant brethren, uh, you take the comma out there and make it a title, ignorant brethren, is, is, that's the world's largest denomination. And uh, Paul says, I would not have you to be a part of that group. Uh, there's some things you need to know. Don't be ignorant of these things. Your Christian life, my friend, will not work on the basis of ignorance. It isn't designed to work that way. It never has. It never will be. That's why Paul says, study to show thyself approved unto God. You have to get in God's Word and study it. Dig in the Word of God and find out the truth. That's why God gives you the prescribed method for study. The verse it tells you to study, Second Timothy 2.15 tells you how to study, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what dispensational Bible study is all about. That's what we teach. That's why I harp on it. I know that some you think that I only ride that one hobby horse. I don't. <laughs> it, 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 I, we talk about a lot of things. But that's the fundamental key to understanding the Bible. And you don't worship the key. What do you do with a key? You don't hold it up and say, whoa, look, i got a key. Or, oh, key, how art thou? No. What do you do with a key? That's right. You use the key. You go unlock the door, unlock the treasure chest, and get into the treasure. Well, Paul says in that regard, there are some things that you need to know. Now, he lists these six things, and every time he lists one, he, he, he identifies them as, as a special area, an area of specific focus by the satanic policy of evil, something that Satan doesn't want you to know. Now, the first one of them is listed, we saw it last week, in Romans chapter number 1. The very first doctrinal epistle to the body of Christ, the book of Romans, the first doctrinal epistle in the Bible to the book of Romans. You come through the book of Acts, boom, there's Romans. Paul's very, his first epistle. 
when you start the first chapter. You don't go but 13 verses until you hear him say, Now I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, that oft times I purpose to come unto you. Then there's a parenthesis, but was let hitherto. That is, Paul had a purpose to come to them, but Satan hindered him from carrying out that purpose. Well, then you need to understand the purpose of the Apostle Paul. And the issue here, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles, the issue, as we saw last time, is Paul's authority as the Apostle of the Gentiles. Paul hadn't failed to come to the Romans because his ministry didn't extend to them. As the apostle of the Gentiles, he had every intention to come to them. In fact, in verse 5, he's already told them, and the first verses down to this point are all about his apostleship. Talking about the risen Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 1, 5, by whom? By the risen Lord from heaven's glory, in fact, we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. So Paul is the apostle of the Gentiles, and it was Satan's specific attempts to hinder his apostolic authority that had kept him from coming to Rome. You know, my friend, rebellion against the, the, the authority that God has placed in the apostle Paul is not a new thing. Rebellion against Pauline authority isn't something that just happened in our day. It's been going on since Paul's day. And Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant of my authority that extends to you, that I am the apostle of the Gentiles. But you notice in Romans 1.13, there's more than that. A lot of times people who understand the distinctive nature of Paul's ministry, and you see, the Scripture are just so clear. Uh, the, the, the Bible teaches us a simple fact, beyond any shadow of a doubt, that Paul's apostleship and his message were absolutely unique and separate and distinct from that of the twelve apostles or any other who preceded him. John the Baptist, the earthly minister of Christ, Moses, Abraham, David, the visions given to Daniel or Zechariah or anybody else. Paul's message is distinct. And he says, you've got to understand that the ministry and message committed from God through Paul to us, you've got to understand that if you're going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ in the dispensation of Christ. That's the issue of where to go in the Bible to get your information. Now, that issue is so easily settled by just looking at the verses. We did it last week. We just looked at one verse after another after another about Paul's apostleship. And some folks come to see the distinctiveness of Paul's ministry and think that by becoming Pauline dispensationalist, mid-Acts dispensationalist, call it what you will, that they thereby have become grace believers. But that's a mistake. To recognize Paul's distinctive apostleship is absolutely fundamental to making progress in the Christian life, but it's only the beginning, and it doesn't really make you a grace believer. You could still be a mid-Acts legalist. In fact, I know some. <laughs> Maybe you do, too. Romans one thirteen, he says, I purposed to come unto you. There was a purpose that my apostleship had to accomplish in your midst. What was it? Verse 11. Romans 1.11, for I long to see you. 
He purposed to come to them. I wanted to come see you because there's something I want to do. I long to see you. Why? That. The purpose or intent. I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that ye may be established. Now, Paul wanted to, he wanted to see them established. That, that's more than just getting saved, by the way. You see, verse 7, he said, he's addressing all that be it wrong, beloved of God, called to be saints. These people already were saints. Now he wants to take the saints and see the saints established, firmly, fixed, settled, stabilized in their Christian understanding and life. What it means to be established is defined for you in verse 12. That you may be established, that is, definition, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. You see, that's not getting saved. That's being established in the mutual faith, being firmly settled in an understand in the same understanding that Paul had about what God has done for us in Christ. That's being established. The way you're established today in your Christian life is for you to have a firm grasp built up in your inner man, an edifice, a structure of the sound doctrine communicated to us through the ministry of the Apostle Paul. That is what Paul's authority as an apostle is all about. That's his apostolic purpose. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 8, Paul said, For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord has given us for edification. You see, Paul had been given authority in your life, in my life, as members of the body of Christ, and the authority is for edification, not just to tell us who we aren't. We're not Israel. We don't follow Israel's commission. We don't follow Israel's Pentecostal signs and wonders. We don't follow Israel's baptisms. We don't follow Israel's this or that. Not just that. But to build us up authority for our edification. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 10, he says, The Lord has given me, uh, he talks about the power which the Lord has given me to edification. Now that issue of edification is very important in Paul's mind. That's the focus of what his ministry is about. If you come to 1 Timothy chapter number 1, toward the end of his ministry, as he instructed uh, son in the faith Timothy, as he's beginning to pass the torch to Timothy, he says to him in 1 Timothy 1 verse 3, As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some, command them, put them under orders, like a general would to his soldiers, that they teach no other doctrine. You see, we're not to teach any doctrine other than what was committed to us by Christ through the ministry of the Apostle Paul. Neither give heed to fables. Don't pay attention to the to the to the the stories that focus on the experience of people and endless genealogies, the, the who's who crowd, which minister questions. They don't stabilize you. They destabilize you. They don't cause you to know for sure what's going on. They cause you to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. 
rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. That's what you do, Timothy. Now, godly edifying, that word edify, edify uh, that, that is to build up. The word edifice is, is a structure. It's talking about a building. There's to be literally a, a structure or a building of sound doctrine erected in the inner man of the believer. Paul calls it godly edifying. The edification is to be accomplished uh, in, in your inner man in accordance with the dispensation that God has in effect. You see, it's only through the doctrine committed to the Apostle Paul that real edification can take place. Verse 16, he said, Howbeit for this cause, I'm in 1 Timothy 1.16, I obtain mercy that in me first... Jesus Christ might show forth all long-suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Notice the me first there. Paul is the, is the first one to have this information communicated to him, and then the information that's communicated to him is a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Now, if you come over to 2 Timothy chapter number 1, you'll see this issue of the pattern spoken of again in a little different terminology. 1 Timothy 1, verse 13, Hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed to the, unto thee. That is the doctrine, this truth has been committed to our trust, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. Notice how he describes the doctrine. He calls it a form of sound words. There's this form, this pattern, this blueprint that was given to Paul. That's why Paul said, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. You see, there's a, there's a form in which the foundation is laid that gives structure to the foundation upon which a building, an edifice, a structure of doctrine is then built. There's information, doctrine for the body of Christ that he's talking about here. And he's talking about a design in which that doctrine, a form in which that truth is to be communicated in order to accomplish godly edification. Edification that produces godlikeness. Now, that form, you say, what is the form of sound words? Well, in 2 Timothy 3.16, you see Paul express the pattern of scriptural instruction in a form. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, fully grown, complete, what is perfect? Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Perfect has to do with being completely equipped to do everything God has for you to do. And there's a, there's a pattern of scriptural instruction and righteousness that is doctrine, reproof, correction. Doctrine is to tell you what the doctrine, what the truth, what it is we're to believe. Reproof says, here's how your behavior is to be 
carried out in line with that truth. Correction is to say, here are false things that you believe, and that truth should correct these things. So reproof has to do with conduct. It has to do with prioritizing your life and having the sound doctrine live out in the details of your life. Correction has to do with, with, with your belief structure, keeping it straight and correcting false thinking that gets in, all based on the doctrine. So the pattern is doctrine, reproof, correction. Now, that's important because Paul's epistles, Romans through Philemon, are laid out in that kind of a doctrinal reproof, correction structure, that spiritual order. Romans, the great book of doctrine, is followed by Corinthians, a book of reproof, Galatians, a book of correction. Then you have Ephesians, the great another the next great book of doctrine. Then there's reproof and correction and Philippians and Colossians. Then you have Thessalonians, the next great book of uh, of doctrine, and so forth. You see the the pattern developed. Now if you come back to Romans chapter sixteen, you'll see that when Paul concludes the book of Romans, he says Romans one eleven and twelve says that he's gonna he wants to give them information whereby they can be established. And he, and, he, and he writes down, he puts down in the book. He said, I can't come, so I'll send a book to do what I would have done if I had come there. And in the book of Romans, he lays down establishment, foundation, truth. When you come to the end of the book of Romans, you see Paul saying, now you've gotten this foundation doctrine, now there's some more to get. Romans sixteen twenty five. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel, that's what's in the book of Romans, and there's some more to come, the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began but now is made manifest. That's that unprophesied mystery program in which the agency of the church, the body of Christ, is being formed, and by the scriptures of the prophets. That's the outworking of the program of God in, 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 in how it relates to all of the program and plan of God in all the Bible. So you have this pattern. First, there's foundational information about my gospel. There's an orientation to the grace of God found in the book of Romans. Then there's the, mystery, the unprophesied mystery program. The next great book of doctrine, Ephesians, focuses on that. The first set of doctrine in Romans focuses on the cross work. Then Ephesians focuses on the unprophesied program of the forming of the church, the body of Christ. And then you have the next great book of doctrine, Thessalonians, that focuses on how all of that relates to the, uh, how the mystery program and the prophetic program relate together, because Thessalonians focuses on the coming of Christ. And then you have the pastoral epistles that focus on the congregation this doctrine about the cross, the coming, and the and, 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 and the cross and the, the church and the coming, about the you, you, the, the the finality uh, and, and the foundation in, 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 of orientation to grace, about the fullness that's produced with our, our orientation to the plan and purpose of God in the body of Christ, and about the glorious future that's ours. How all of that doctrine, as that edifice is built up in our in our inner man, in our soul, then it you, you've got this house of doctrine inside of it that you can live out of for God's glory. 
And then all of that information living in the believers is then to be manifested and expressed in the local congregation that produces the, uh, the, the, the pillar and the ground of truth and the expression of godliness or godlikeness in a community. Then it's God's Word working in you that believe. Titus chapter number 1, the Apostle Paul writing to Titus, the, the, uh, the wonderful companion, says, Paul, a servant of God and, and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness. Notice that Paul's apostleship is first according to the faith of God's elect. The faith, the doctrine that God's people are to believe and understand comes from the apostleship of Paul. And it's for the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness. To acknowledge something is to recognize it. And that you would be recognizing the truth which is after godliness. There, there, there is a truth that pursues, that goes after, that seeks that tries to produce godliness, whose objective is godliness, the truth which is after godliness, would you and I have to recognize that it's, that it's the, the message committed to the Apostle Paul that gives us the truth that produces God-likeness in our lives, and that's the result of godly edification. And in Paul's epistles, there is this specific design First the foundation, my gospel, then the superstructure, the mystery program, the unprophesied mystery program of the body of Christ, the agency, and then the, 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 the observation deck, how we get up on the top with a complete orientation of what God's doing, how he's equipped us to live on planet earth for his glory, and what he's going to do with us in the ages to come then we're able to see how that relates to the whole purpose of God. And we live with the big picture of God's plan in view. And rather than being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine that comes along and every little thing that happens throwing us into what God's doing, we have a firm, complete understanding of what God's doing. That's what Paul's epistles, what Paul's apostleship is designed to create in you, a stable Christian life built on a firm understanding of what God's doing. And that truth is what produces God-likeness in your life when you believe it. Let me offer you a free Bible study tape that will put some of this stuff in perspective for you. It's entitled, The Form of Sound Words. Friend, if you've ever wanted... Your Christian, if you've ever wanted to get a grip on your Christian life, to stop being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, carried away by every little thing that happens, if, if you've really desired to have a stable Christian life with the victory that you know is in Christ, that comes through godly edification. This Bible study, The Form of Sound Words, will show you how God has provided that for you in Paul's epistles in such a way that you can't miss it even, well... You, you can't miss it. It's, it's so clear, and it's so easily assimilated. I'd like to give you that tape. And by the way, if you have children in your home, maybe you've got kids or grandkids or, or, or your kids' friends or the gang to hang around with, we, we have, a, we, we have a, a book, a little, little club in our, our assembly called the Miners Club. It's a program to teach the gospel of the grace of God and, and, and the principles of grace to our children. Uh, it's a, uh, a, a, a Bible club for children 6 to, to 13 years old. 
Uh, we call it miners because we, we teach the children to dig into God's Word, to find God's riches uh, in, in, in Christ. Uh, the, the club has a, has a handbook and, and uh, caps and songs and trophies and shirts and all that kind of stuff. But they have a fun book. It's called The Adventures of Bob and Betty. And, and this fun book has, has stories songs uh, it actually has a cassette tape in the book where it, where, where it will teach the the children the the, the song the minor song theme song and uh, you can listen to the 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 adventures of Bob and Betty four of the of the adventures are on the tape you can listen to if you're traveling you know you can put it in the car let the kids sing children just Follow over themselves with this little book, and uh, you can be assured it's 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 got coloring pages in it to color, and colors are provided. It's it's an opportunity for you to see that you can start your children off in the edification process when they're young. Now, the book, The Adventures of Bob and Betty, sells for five dollars. And I'd tell you, uh, we, these things sell like hotcakes when when you put them out around people because they have children, they can see the value of them. I would. I'd like to give you a copy of it. I'll give you the first copy for free. I'll pay for it. The Adventures of Bob and Betty. If you want more than one copy, they're five dollars a piece. That's real reasonable. Just the cost that it takes for us to print them. But either the the, the cassette uh, tape, the Bible study tape, the form of sound words. I'd give you that for free. I'd love you to have that. And if you're interested in getting your children started right, I'd be willing to give you one free copy of The Adventures of Bob and Betty, and you can have other copies. For five dollars a piece, simply call me here at our toll-free number eight 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 five three five twenty three hundred. That's eight 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 five three five two three zero zero. Or, of course, you can write me here at the at, at the Riches of Grace, Box ninety seven, Bloomingdale, Illinois six zero one zero eight. That's the Riches of Grace. Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. My friend, we also want you to know about Grace School of the Bible because we have a, we have a rather uniquely designed three-year Bible Institute program available on an extension basis. Our school is, is unique in, in several ways. First, we, we follow the Pauline design for the edification of the believer in our curriculum. Rather, rather than patterning our curriculum after the standard systematic theologies that are uh, used by most Bible institutes and Bible schools and seminaries, we, we followed a clearly designed outline and pattern for edification that's found in Paul's epistles. And what that does is it allows students to grow to maturity uh, the Pauline way and, and to quickly be prepared for the ministry that the Lord has for them. Another, another uniqueness of, of Grace School of the Bible is that it's offered on an extension basis through the use of a video. In other words, we, we send the school to you rather than requiring you to come to us. And what that does is allows you to enjoy the regular sound Bible teaching and edification in the comfort and convenience of your own home and to fit it into your own scheduling demands and the, and the ministry that perhaps you already have where you are. If you are or you have ever desired to be a serious student of God's Word, why not call us today for a free catalog? That number again is 888-535-2300. And let me also say thanks to those who are helping us to keep this program on this station. 
This is uh, genuinely listener-supported radio. And I hope you're encouraged to know that there are folks in your area who love the Word of God rightly divided and who rejoice in the message of grace and the joy of the grace life. My friend, if you don't have a fellowship to attend this week where the message of grace is taught from the rightly divided Word and the grace life is clearly proclaimed, call me. And we'll put you in touch with a group in your area where you can find that fellowship and encouragement. Our number again is 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me at any time at The Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. And, friend, if you're still not sure of salvation, that your sins are forgiven and that you have eternal life as a present possession, be sure to let us know, and we'll be happy to send you some gospel literature that will make the way plain. That number again is 888-535-2300. Thanks for joining us today, and until we meet again this same time and place next week, Maranatha. I want to Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.